imagine you're the owner of a building and people who live there usually complain that the lift of your building is slow each time you hear about this problem your tendency is to jump straight to the most obvious solution which is to either replace the lift with a faster one or make the existing one somehow fast by replacing the motor or something like that but you don't really have the money you don't have the budget for any of that so how do you solve this problem let's figure it out in this episode i'm going to describe to you a seven step method to solve problems really effectively hello everybody welcome back to my podcast my name is prince and i'm your host on this podcast i share pragmatic advice on self-improvement and if you're listening to my podcast for the first time then please subscribe as from every episode on this podcast you will be able to pick some actionable advice for yourself today i'm going to talk about problems and how to solve any real life problem most people aren't really good at problem solving because if they were there wouldn't be so many problems in the first place in this episode i'm going to describe to you a seven step method to solve problems really effectively After you learn this you would be able to solve your problems in a far better way whether they are personal problems financial problems business problems or any other kinds of problems but before we get into the main content i am very glad to announce that my podcast has crossed 20000 listens across all the platforms it wasn't long ago when this number was like 10000 but now more than 20000 people have listened to my podcast to tell you the truth i'm not so much driven by these numbers and it's more of a passion project for me but it doesn't hurt if more and more people listen to it now the number of people reaching out to me to tell me that they liked my podcast loved my podcast has also increased so that's all uh, good i guess enough of self flattering but seriously you know through this podcast i've really been able to communicate with a lot of people express my thoughts on different subjects etc etc I think a podcast is a really cool thing to have which is why so many people are starting them every day. And if you're also someone who wants to communicate and express themselves from the comfort of their own home, then look no further. This is it. You've got to have a podcast for yourself. And hit me up if you need any assistance in getting your podcast started. I am happy to help. All right, let's get back to the subject now, problems. Some people are good at problem solving. others are not but first let's understand what is a problem a problem is any situation that's preventing something from being achieved the way you want to achieve it if there is one thing we can agree on is that life is full of problems and how we resolve these problems on a daily basis determines our success failure happiness and almost every outcome that we face The Sufi philosopher Isarat Khan once said, "Life is a continuous succession of problems, like waves from the ocean. They never stop." Why is problem solving important, you ask? Problem solving is a skill set that sets you apart in whatever you do. In fact, the kind of problems you are able to solve in real life is in direct proportion to what you achieve in life. All successful people are great problem solvers. But the question is how does one become good at solving problems? Although every problem requires a different skill set to solve, but there is a set of universal things that everyone should know when they are solving any problem, whether it's personal, financial, family or business problem. 
and there are many problem solving frameworks in the market that you can find such as uh, Six Sigma, Lean and other conceptual frameworks and I'm not particularly talking about any of those. Although for the sake of bringing to you the most useful information, I've studied most of these frameworks and in amalgamation with my personal thoughts on this matter, I will describe it to you in a simple way as a seven step method with day to day examples. And I guarantee that you will be able to resonate with each of these steps. And if you would like to watch an animated summary of this episode, then head over to my YouTube channel by the name Get Better Together. Link in the show notes. Keep listening. The first step towards solving any problem is recognizing there is one. I'll repeat that. The first step towards solving any problem is recognizing there is one. Remember, there are some things that you can do nothing about. They are not problems. They are merely facts of life. If your favorite political leader didn't win the election this time, then it's not a problem. There is nothing you can do about it. You just need to accept it. Recently, uh, for example, LinkedIn launched a new feature called Stories on its platform. And a lot of my friends on LinkedIn were like worried how LinkedIn was becoming the new Facebook. I mean, it's not a controllable thing and there is hardly anything you can do about it. So the first step is to look at your problem and ask, is it really a problem? Is it something that can potentially have a solution or you just need to deal with it? If it is something that you need to just accept, then sooner you accept, better it is, problem resolved. The first step of differentiating actual problems from mere facts, it will help you filter out things that you don't need to be spending your energy on. Now let's say that something is actually a problem, which means you've analyzed it from the lens of the first step and come to a conclusion that it is indeed a problem that you need to solve. The next step, the second step is to define the problem, like clearly define what exactly is the problem. Doctors believe that accurate diagnosis is half the cure and therefore you need to understand the problem from left, right and center. It's very crucial because if you don't understand all aspects of the problem, then you may resolve the problem only partially, which can potentially result in the problem reoccurring in the future. Defining the problem means getting complete clarity on what, what else, why, why not, how, how much, and so on. Like you need to understand all angles of it. Let me give you a real life example. Say you've been in your current role for many years and you haven't had a promotion. Now that's the what of the problem. That's the problem that you have, which you need to solve, that you aren't getting promoted. Well, it seems like a simple, straightforward problem, but it's not. If you keep digging, there is a possibility that you might find that it's not so much your own promotion that you want, but your colleagues are getting promoted every now and then, and that makes you feel you should be getting promoted too. So is the problem that you need to get promoted or is it that you can't make peace with others getting promoted? And it's important to understand this clearly as both these problems will have completely different solutions. I hope you see where I'm coming from. And that's the second step to define what exactly is the problem and that you can get to by asking yourself a few why questions. Now say that you know what exactly is the problem. The third step is to break the problem down into smaller pieces. This particular step is going to help us with the best and most efficient solution to the problem. 
when i learned computer programming one of the things that i got in the habit of was decomposing the algorithms meaning breaking down problems into smallest parts and it helped me solve things quicker but that was computer science can you actually break down life problems as in big real life problems yes you absolutely can in fact the rule divide and conquer works here too break down the problem into easy manageable parts and then solve each part on its own to solve the ultimate problem let me give you an example as well if i ask you to write a book in 3 months it will seem like a daunting task but if i ask you to write one page every day it won't seem as difficult instead of seeing the exercise of writing a book as a one big problem see each page as one small problem solve one and then move on to another this way before you know it you will end up solving the ultimate problem moving on to the fourth step now that you have passed the problem you've analyzed the problem understood it clearly even broke it down into small parts after this you need to start to focus on the solution and the fourth step is to define all the possible solutions to your problem and in most cases there will be multiple solutions of a single problem let me go back to the example that i initially quoted imagine you are the owner of a building and people who live in your building usually complain that the lift is slow most likely you know every time you hear this problem your tendency is to jump straight to the most obvious solution which is to either replace the lift with a faster one or make the existing one fast by replacing the motor or some part like that but you don't have the budget so how do you solve that problem i want you to look a little beyond there can be other solutions to this problem as well you can for example install a mirror in the lift usually when there is a mirror in the elevator people are busy looking at themselves you know noticing their clothes face hair and they don't keep track of time now this is another creative solution for your building lift in fact a cheaper one just like that there are always going to be multiple solutions to a single problem and you must take the time to explore all of them as in to understand what all solutions are available to solving your problem and then the fifth step is to go with the best solution from all the possible solutions now this is where you need to make the right decision and how you make the right decision is not by implementing the solution that you think is best but by considering the pros and cons of all the solutions and sometimes it will be easy to know what the best solution is for example if the problem is that someone is hurt in an accident then the immediate solution is to focus on caring for the injured person as in stopping the bleeding etc and then worry about other things other solutions later however sometimes it will be a choice between what's appropriate and what's most appropriate always weigh in the advantages and disadvantages before choosing a solution for your problem and then make the decision to go with what seems like the best solution and after you've implemented the solution how do you know it was the best solution and it actually worked that's where you need to apply this sixth step which is to put a measure in place to ensure that your solution is sustainable and the problem doesn't keep reoccurring let me give you an example from my personal life about a year ago i identified that i had this problem of uh, not being able to speak impromptu in front of an audience i've been a good communicator in general if you give me the time to structure my thoughts on any topic and then ask me to speak i i'll do very well in that but if you pick me up to speak on my feet then it made me so nervous that i didn't have two sentences to rub together and make a third it was like things went crazy in my head and i just used to go blank so that was a problem 
I then implemented a few solutions like speaking in front of the camera. That's when I decided to make face cam videos on my YouTube channel. I joined Toastmasters where I practice impromptu speaking on random topics. So these were my solutions. And what's my measure is that I from time to time have someone in my family or my friends give me random topic to speak on and see if I'm able to structure my thoughts better than before. Truth be told, I've seen a noticeable difference and how I know that the solutions I implemented actually work is because there is a way I can measure them. There is a way I can see that my problem has, you know, been solved or is on the track of getting solved. So that's the sixth step. The seventh and the last step of problem solving is that you own your problem. This particular step doesn't directly relate to solving the problem, but the reason I've included it in there is because not always you will be able to solve the problem. Not always your solutions will work. And when something goes wrong, as it sometimes will, the usual behavior is to become angry about it. Look for someone else to blame. But even if that happens, you need to take full responsibility for your problem because passing the blame on someone or something is just a waste of time and it doesn't solve anything. And this was the seven step problem solving method that I've brought to you today. And that also brings us to the end of this episode. If you found this information useful, then do share it with other people. You know, I always say this, that the kind of content you share with others says more about you than the content you're sharing. So if you share smart content, it means you're smart too. If it's your first time listening to my podcast, then do listen to some of my other episodes. I'm sure you will like them. And don't forget to follow and subscribe for more content like this. I'll soon be back with another episode. And until then, stay happy, stay healthy.